Welcome to the Audit Podcast, the number one podcast for the audit profession. Be sure to check the show notes for all of our social media channels and to sign up for the Audit Podcast newsletter. Now, here's your host, Trent Russell. This podcast is sponsored by Green Skies Analytics, where they do everything tech-related, but only for internal audit. Although compliance and risk management, y'all are cool too, so feel free to check it out also. To find out more, please visit greenskiesanalytics.com, but it's more likely that you're just going to Google it. So to find out more, please Google Green Skies Analytics. This podcast is also brought to you by AuditBoard, the leading cloud-based platform transforming how enterprises manage risk. AuditBoard's integrated suite of easy-to-use audit, risk, and compliance solutions streamlines internal audit, SOX compliance, risk management, and security compliance. Automate processes and improve execution with AuditBoard's purpose-built solution, which is designed to address the most pressing challenges of today's practitioners. Experience the latest in audit, risk, and compliance technology. Visit AuditBoard.com to schedule your product walkthrough to see AuditBoard's award-winning platform in action today. Hey, today we have Stephanie Nuesi on the show. She is the CEO of MaxUp. That's a career coaching service for college students. And I know that makes a ton of sense why she would be on an audit podcast. But Stephanie was also formerly an intern. Uh, she's held two different audit intern positions. So that's why we wanted to bring her on to get her perspective. And she also has an incredible story. So if you've only got uh, 10 minutes to listen to the show, listen to the first 10 because it's it's an incredible story. Um, some of the things that we talked about, advice on getting into audit and how to prepare. So I know audit or the, the intern season just kind of wrapped up. So consider after you listen to this episode, passing it on to any of the interns that you had or passing on to any interns that you might take on in the future because there's a lot of good advice to interns and college um, folks. Uh, we also talk about how to get skills outside of the office, not only for students, but also for senior auditors. So um, a lot of good stuff from there from Stephanie. And then lastly, Stephanie is hosting with her, her company MaxUp, their one year anniversary. They're celebrating by having a, a guest speaker series on August 28th. And I laugh because they have folks from Google that are speaking, Microsoft, Facebook, Tesla, Grant Thornton, Amazon, JP Morgan Chase, and they even have a live performance all the way from Singapore. So um, as you can tell, based on this group that Stephanie was able to, to get together to host this event, um, she's not your typical intern. So that is it. Here we go. So I think the best place to start then would just be, we could start with just your story because just on some of what I've seen from what you put on LinkedIn, I know it's not, uh, or it is a, 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 a good story to tell. So do you want to just kind of start with your story? Sure. Um, so I would start when I was in high school. So um, I started high school when I was 10 years old. Um, eventually transitioned my preteen life in high school. I, I learned a lot about, you know, growing up while I was in high school. Um, all my teammates and classmates were already four or five years older than me. So you could, you could only imagine the experience. Uh, I could tell you that something that I learned throughout that experience is that it doesn't really matter what time of your life you do certain things as long as 
you set the right mindset to it. And, and I can tell you that I was only 10 years old and when I graduated, I was 14. And for me, that could have been a disadvantage because I was just starting to leave. But if, as long as you set up the right mindset to it and you surround yourself with people that can push you and help you, that would set you for success. And I wanna emphasize success for you know what you know society puts success as so one of the reasons why is because i didn't stick to what society told me that i had to do like graduating from high school when i was 14 that was not something that i was told to do or that you know that was it that expected outcome from from society from from a student but i wanted to do different and i wanted to set up my own success story in my own journey so fast forward coming to the u.s I had to actually wait two years to come here, paperwork processes and, and you know the whole story. So once I came here, I was 16, uh, very excited to go to college, very excited to apply. Uh, only problem, I didn't know English. So now that we're talking, uh, <laughs> right? Like The only I, problem, yeah. Only problem, but like a huge one, right? right. Uh, to come into the US, very excited, very happy, you know, 16 year old in the, in the, in the States and, and ready to kill it but I didn't know English. So it's like, okay, so where do I start? I applied for college by myself. I'm a first gen, should have said that from the beginning. I'm a first gen, my parents didn't go to high school. So I came here and I had to figure everything out myself. So we're not even talking about discovering my passion yet. We're talking about like, how do you figure it out? How do we even apply for college sort of thing? So when I apply for college, the main mistake and that, that I wish I would have done differently was doing the research on those two years that I was in DR. Mm -hmm. I'm from the Dominican Republic. I should have done that research on what colleges I wanted to apply to and not wait until I came here to start figuring stuff out. So when I came here, I had to do everything rush. I applied for six colleges, got rejection letters from all of them. Reason being, well, some of them actually accepted me to go and take the test. So when you're coming from another country, you do high school in another country, they give you some assessment tests to make sure that you have the necessary college level skills for English. I knew the topics. I just didn't speak English. Yeah. So how could I expect myself to understand what it was being asked on those tests if I didn't speak the language? So I got rejected. Um, and then I asked myself, so I came here to study, but then I got rejected from universities. What do I do now? And I didn't know English. So my parents doesn't speak English either. It was not for me like I could just ask my parents to teach me because they didn't know English either. So it was, it was a process of like, I need to help my parents even to make an appointment to go to the doctors or you know whatever the case may be. So I needed to step up. What I did throughout the first year Went to public libraries, you know, went out of my way. There were some free classes that college students were giving to new students to learn English, you know. I watched YouTube videos. It's not that I was just completely zero out on English, you know. I, I could say my name. <laughs> I could say the colors, you know, it, those sort of things. But conversation-wise, zero. I have no clue how to start a conversation. And so, you know what comes into it. Um, the, the, the whole process of like learning a new language, you know, especially when you're 16, because when you're, when you're a kid, you know, you're, you're open to learn things faster, pick up things faster. But when you're already 16 years old, you know, your whole life, you're, you're being 
taking you know another language and then now having to learn in and in a year so that was that was it I, I could not just wait any longer um so then i sort of developed my conversation skills throughout that year apply again for college thankfully was accepted into one of them and then the real challenge started <laughs> yeah I, you know how i said like that i had one problem in english but then the real challenge started i had no clue what to do so i got into college i had no clue what to do what's the first step should i what classes do i even take like i, I have no clue what to do what where 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 do i where can i find resources for this didn't find anything like I, I had no clue where, where to go so I landed I, I, I would say like my first job in the U.S. was when 2017 and it was because my landlord my landlord actually had a had a cousin who owned a medical office like an office for doctors and uh, they were waiting for me to turn 18 for me to start working and the reason being was because I was the only one in the office who could speak Spanish and English oh, that was my first that. job exactly so you see how things turn around from like being not speaking English at all to like being requested because I speak Spanish and English so uh that was a motivation you know I would say like I you know I got my first job ever as an office assistant uh great responsibility working with patients, doctors, fast-paced environment every day. Now, really helped me develop my English skills. But even before I go into that, I want to tell you how I chose accounting. So my my brother is is an accountant. And as, as a kid, you know, as a high school student, I would go around reading his books. And they would they would call me a nerd like from day one because how like a teenager would just go around with an accounting book just reading like accounting terms like that makes no sense yeah and, well and I used to see as well they kind of should have <laughs> <laughs> and i used to see my brother sitting down on a computer just working on excel 24 mm -hmm. 7 just doing excel and i'm like hmm that looks really cool those little lines right there and i had no idea what excel was uh, first of all, so I, I, I just see him doing, you know, stuff, fun stuff on the computer. That, that's what I used to think. Um, then my brother walked me through like, hey, do you want to have a business in the future? That's the question. And I said, yes. How do I do it? And he was like, well, there's a good career that would teach you how to understand financial statements of a company. And it could even help you if you want to have a business. And I was like, sign me up. What is that? And then he told me about accounting and that's how the whole thing started. So from getting rejected into college to not speaking the language, learn the language to uh, find my career accounting and then learning all the things that I know we're going to talk about later on in the podcast. But um, that's what led me to start MaxUp. So as I mentioned at the beginning, I had no clue where the resources were. I had no idea where to find resources to one, understand how college system work how companies work, how could I apply my skills? How could I even learn things outside of the college curriculum? I didn't know any of that. And that's one of the reasons why led, led me to start MaxUp. And what is MaxUp? So MaxUp is a career coaching firm that I started last year. So we focus on not only help you finding your passion, but then what happens after that. 
there's a thing called limited beliefs and I'm guilty of that. I know everyone may be guilty of that. Sometimes when we go through life, we think that our level of success may be here, but we don't know that we can always achieve even more than that. But what happens is that we're stuck with what society tells us to do and what, what we think we have to do and what we should do, right? And then I always put the analogy, why do you think your role model, could be anyone, CEO of Microsoft, any professional athletes that you follow, what do you think they have a coach for? What do you think they have a mentor next to them? Even when they already hear and you think they already achieved their success, they think there's even more level of success that they can achieve. That's why they have someone else next to them. And I ask myself, why can college students not have that? What it's limiting them to have that? What is limiting them to developing their mindset since they're in, in college? Why should we wait until we start in the workplace to develop that mindset is my question. Yeah. And so well, I wanted to change that. And I would say even once you get out of college and into uh, your career, most people don't invest their, their money into a coach or a mentor. And I know I didn't. And that's some of the advice that it's one of those things where someone asked me, what advice would you give you know, yourself 10 years ago or whatever? What advice would you give someone coming out of school? It would be like, put money into a mentor or a coach to help you in your field. Find someone that does it. There's plenty of them out there. Um, and just so you have somebody to bounce ideas off of and somebody to guide you, somebody that's already been there. What I say is like, I work with coaches and mentors that can help flatten the learning curve for me. So instead of me trying to figure out everything myself, I can go to them with questions and they can, you know, something that would take me six months to figure out and bang my head up against the wall. They can go, oh yeah, I know how to fix that. Just do this thing over here and you'll figure it out. So I think having that as a resource in college is going to be amazing for people. No, and I can tell you that um, I wish it would have had something like that when I was a freshman. A freshman coming in college fresh, have no clue what to do, where to go. I wish it would have had someone who would let the journey a little bit more smooth for me, you know? And I think uh, something that is a misconception is that when you uh, sort of like invest in yourself, um, it's a wrong investment. I think that's one of the best investments ever. You know, you're developing yourself and you never know what can happen 10 years from now. And that might have been the best decision of your life. Yeah. Well, I'm glad you shared your story because I knew up to the point um, where you started studying accounting from your brother's accounting books and kind of like nerding out on Excel and things like that. And I didn't know how you got into audit. Um, so I knew there's this person who was 14 that graduated high school and she came to the States and she didn't get into these schools. And then I look and she's an audit and I just, I didn't see that as the career progression. So what advice would you give other folks that are getting into audit? So there are a couple things, actually. Um, one thing that I would say from, from, from the start, you don't necessarily have to be an accountant to go into audit. And that's something that I learned. I mean, I have to say it tell again. You. Say it again. <laughs> you don't have to be in accounting to go into audit. I don't, I don't think we have any HR people on here, but please, on your hiring requirements, you know, please know that. All right, go ahead. Sorry. No, and, and, and I wanted to say that because I, I had that misconception before going in, into accounting because something that my brother do is it's audit. You know, that's what he works throughout his whole life. And so there were some times that he was auditing like, you know, companies and like I see all these financial statements, huge amount of data. And I'm like, and I ask him like, 
so I need to go into accounting to do this that you're doing? And he's like, well, yeah, that's what, you, but that's what, that's what society tells us. Like that's, that, that's, that, that's the, that, that's the go-to, but it's not necessarily true, you know? And I think, I think we're seeing that with the progression of technology, how many technology people don't we have in audit? Mm-hmm. Tech audit is something that's going, it's advancing every day yeah. in front of our eyes. So, for whoever is listening to this podcast, you don't have to be in accounting to go into audit. So that's something I discovered as I started to do accounting and then I did some internships in audit. Why did I, how did I discover that? Well, I started to look for outside sources. So for example, um, I was in this conference called Harvard We Code and it was a conference for women in STEM to you know, help women that want to be in tech. And a lot of a lot of folks that were in that conference were people that wanted to do tech audit. My eyes just opened like that. You're saying tech audit, like STEM? Are you serious? So, you know, when, when I discovered that, then they started to tell me, do you know that there are resources for technology that you can apply in audit? I had no clue. I, I was never taught that in, in college. There's, I don't think there's even classes that teach that, you know? So I learned about this this scholarship for MIT, which is I just finished that actually. So MIT offers scholarships for technology, you know, artificial intelligence, digital transformation, machine learning, internet of things, you name it, you know? And it's taught by professors from MIT and you could get access to that. You just applying and it's for free and it's literally value of $5,000. I was like, well, I don't lose anything. Let me apply. And I applied for it. And I took the class in the middle of, of the break of, of COVID-19, when I was actually happening, like the, the real thing. And I was taking that class with a professor all the way from Spain. The professor was Spain, we were here. And I was learning about technology and the professor had experience in tech audit. And he was telling us like, do you guys know that the future is in tech combining with audit? And he said that and it just resonated with me so much because I said, you know, you're right, because yes, I, I love audit. I want to do audit, but then I also love technology. And you're telling me that I that I can put both together and just like, you know, half a career in that? Sign me up. That, that's the first thing that I said, you know? So that's what like, what, what sort of like opened my eyes to like the, another word within audit and technology. My advice to those who are right now going through wanting to do audit, but they think that they cannot do it because they're not in accounting or finance or economics or business majors. My advice is, even if your college doesn't offer classes for you about audit, go out of your way, look up online. There are a lot of resources that are free. I'm telling you about MIT. I took this class and it taught me so much about artificial intelligence. And after that was when I started researching about the application of AI in audit. So you see how you connect those, those those little things. So learn about technology because it's part of the future. Go out of your way. Another thing, connect with people on LinkedIn that are in audit, like Trent, you know. Trent is a great person to connect to. I'm pretty sure he has a lot of resources about like technology and audit and how to develop a career in audit, right? Connect with people like that. Go also online and look for classes that you can take now because of COVID-19, a lot of these classes are for free, that you can develop that skill in audit and also in tech, right? Yeah. The reason why yeah. I mentioned tech so much is because 
um, application of AI in audit is, is, is really growing. And also data analytics is really growing. So if, if you're someone who is interested in big data, someone who's interested in analyzing large amount of data, someone who's interested about, interested about um, audit, but from another perspective, right? Not just financial audit, you know, like from another perspective, look for these resources because that's what I did. And that's what I keep doing every day because although I'm in an accounting major, I don't think I need to be in accounting to practice audit. And I wanted to put that out there. So go out of your way, find those resources right now and utilize your time to learn because you can develop a career in audit without having to just rely on the classes that you take in school. Another thing, find internships and it doesn't necessarily have to be in a big company, any company that offers audit exposure so that you can get that exposure. I did an audit, I did an internship in external audit. I just finished one in internal audit. And guess what? I learned about tech audit, control, risk, data confidentiality, um, encryption. I learned about encryption algorithm in a tech audit internship. And, and, and that was just like, I was just like, this is it. Like I'm talking like, I'm talking like as if I would have experience in this. And this is just an internship that I'm doing. And I'm already talking about encryption algorithm. And I never took a, like an encryption class before, you know? So, so looking at those things, like try to get that experience at any firm and that will help you develop a better understanding. Hey everyone, thank you for continuing to listen to the show. We want to say thank you again to our sponsors over at Audit Board, the leading cloud-based platform transforming how enterprises manage risk. Audit Board's integrated suite of easy to use audit risk and compliance solutions streamlines internal audit, SOX compliance, risk management, and security compliance. Automate processes and improve execution with Audit Board's purpose-built solution, which is designed to address the most pressing challenges of today's practitioners. Experience the latest in audit, risk, and compliance technology. Visit auditboard.com to schedule your product walkthrough to see Audit Board's award-winning platform in action today. Yeah, and I'm glad you said that. I the the program that I came from, they basically had built the program to the point where if you put the hours in, you could earn a, you could earn an internship. And by doing that, you have a leg up on so many other people that are applying. Um, and then also within the program, we worked on projects for real companies. So by the time I graduated, I had three companies that I had worked for um, that I had on my resume compared to my peers within, you know, from other schools and things like that. So it is a huge advantage to have an internship on your resume. And the other thing I wanted to say is if you are in a company that has the opportunity to hire an intern for a summer, please do so because it, just like we're talking about, it can help them get to where they want to be in the audit world and, and not having the experience is, um, can really hurt you. So if you, you know, I know resources are probably pretty low right now, um, because of everything that's going on. I will tell you at my company where it's just me, I hired an intern this summer because he needed help to, pa to, to pass one of his classes. He had to take an internship. So I brought him on uh, to help me do some, some uh, technological work and to do some accounting type work also um, so that he could do that. So if I can, <laughs> if I can have the resources to hire an intern part-time um, to help him out, then I think, you know, the, the folks that are listening to this certainly can. So I think that's a great point you made though.
let's talk about those skills that you're talking about. I know you applied to the MIT program. What other skills outside of maybe an intern that's listening right now, outside of their role, or even a full-time person? Because we're talking to interns and we're talking students, but there are auditors that um, are kind of maybe, we'll say, stuck in the financial audit space that could learn analytics or could learn AI or something to that effect um, that they can apply to their full-time job. So what resources or how can those folks become what you've become? <laughs> so I would say the first thing is, um, and I want to put it out there, um, the artificial intelligence is actually adding up to the profession, right? So don't fear that, you know, jobs are gonna go down because like artificial intelligence, it's going up. Um, but what I would say though, it's that you as an auditor, you know, you as someone interested in audit should definitely be learning more about this, this topic. The reason being, it's because think about it, you want to become marketable all the time. If you're a full-time employee, you already have your career developed, guess what? The market is going to continue evolving. And so you have to evolve with the market. I always tell that to people, evolve with the market, meaning learn what are the new trends and the new skills. Something that I always look at, LinkedIn every year uh, posts the top 20 skills that companies are recurring for. And that is that goes from, from every type of industry. And then I see, okay, AI is always there. You know, analytics is always there. And so that that's telling you something, right? Like learn about those things because it's gonna help you in your career eventually. But going into what resources, um, the first thing, learn something by yourself and be disciplined about it. So for example, this summer I, I wanted to learn Python and I haven't, I haven't been 100% successful on establishing a consistent discipline schedule to, to practice it because it's, it's, you know, handling internships and everything, but learn something that it's outside of, of your general, you know, things that you're doing on a daily basis. Like if you want to learn Python or maybe artificial intelligence, there are so many videos out there. You will be surprised I will be on YouTube watching artificial intelligence videos and, and things like how it's evolving and like, and like all the information that are out there. There are even documentaries on Netflix about artificial intelligence, right? Um, how do you read about it, right? Like I always, you can see me always looking up artificial intelligence and audit, <laughs> analytics and audit, right? Like how financial auditors should be taking about like artificial intelligence, right? Um, do, do classes like how I do the MIT one, right? Learn about artificial intelligence, how it is developing, what softwares are being used right now in audit that are part of the change in the future. And so even if, you're, if your firm doesn't, so let, me, let me put this, if your firm doesn't have access to these softwares, Try to see if you can learn those softwares outside of your current job. Just like a hobby, you know, just see how, what, what is new about that software? What am I taking out of this? I can give you an example. In my internship, I was doing external audit last, last year, and I used Tableau. Tableau data visualization, you know, taking a large amount of data um, and actually just put some graphics out there. And, you know, it may sound very easy, but Tableau can become very difficult if you don't if you don't you know get the red the, the ring of it. So learning things like Tableau, you know, data visualization tools, how do you understand the data will help you. Reason being, and I will give you three reasons. One, 
when you get a big amount of data, you understand more your business and also the client that you're working with, right? So imagine if you're spending five hours doing an audit or five hours understanding what the client did for the past five years. If a software can do it for you in an hour or in 30 minutes, why not? You know, like utilizing that time to do something else or even like developing, you know, other things that could be just adding to the value of doing an audit. Wouldn't you think that would, be, that would be better for you? Reason being because you're adding even more value to your clients, right? So you need to think about it that way. The, the second reason is because, as I mentioned before, audit is evolving. And so you need to evolve with the profession. Data analytics, artificial intelligence technology, it's, it's a thing, you know, it's happening. Five years ago, I would say, you know, it, it was not as developed. You know, it was, these softwares that we have now were not as developed. So I could tell you that there was a lot of fear. Like, you know, whenever it, it, it happens, every firm, whenever it's a new thing, transforming their structure and, and the way they proceed, it, it's a lot of fear, you know, that it's involved there. But now there's a lot of FAQs. There's a lot of ways to go about it. So as a professional, as a student, you need to evolve with the profession that you want to be in. This is something that we need to take into consideration and from all levels, right? This is not just for students who are trying to get into audit, but even as you mentioned, senior level professionals who are already established in their professions. There's a lot that comes into learning these things and I know it can become very difficult if you let it towards the end. So the reason why I mentioned this is for the third reason. 10 years from now, you want to look at audit and the, and, the, and the changes that was made in audit, and you want to be part of that change. So if your company make a, an organizational structure, so they make changes in, in the organization, the structure, they hire more people or they're laid off or whatever the case may be, you want to make sure that your learning skills are going to put you in a position where the company needs you. Whatever happened in the company, whatever changes in organizational structure, the company needs you for whatever reason, right? As I mentioned, you know, when, when I was in my first job that I was the only one who spoke English and Spanish, the company needed me for whatever reason happened, right? If, I, if I'm going to a company and they need someone who knows Tableau or someone who, you know, knows about tech audit, the company would need me, you know, whatever happens, happens, but the company would need me. And let me give you an example, the pandemic, right? How many things happened in the pandemic, right? And, and it's, it, it comes a lot into that topic, so I don't want to get too deep into that. But also, like this time, it's time to reflect and think about what are some of the things that I can do to become more more marketable. I, I feel like we always want to be more marketable. So look for outside resources, what YouTube videos, documentaries, um, you know, even the your firm. I, I know a lot of firms are investing a lot in technology. So even your firm may have a lot of like resources that you can utilize to learn about, you know, technology and audit. Now you, you can ask Trent how many people are actually using those resources. You know, so, so that's the thing. There's, there's this side of people who actually have the resources but they're not utilizing. And then there are students who need the resources, right? So, so there's like this unbalance of things, right? So for my students, go out of your way, ask, you know, go on LinkedIn, ask, what, ask people who are in the, in, in the profession, like what resources do you utilize to develop your skills? They may have one or two that may be free that you can utilize. And then for the senior level perspective, utilize the resources that you have on hand because that's gonna help you develop more marketable and, and that muscle and that skill of like, you know, developing that mindset, that's another thing. 
I could tell you that my way of thinking about how companies work completely changed after I started thinking about artificial intelligence. And I, I, I'm pretty sure that you can say the same thing because even when you work on audit, you know, and, and you look at businesses and you do financial audit or whatever type of audit you do, your mindset just change when you don't have to put so many hours just looking at the data and you have something that can help you with that. Yeah, the mindset change and like, I know I'll just be walking through a store and um, I'll, I'll be wondering about, I'll see something about a price or a promotion and I'll start running through my head like, okay, I wonder they had to analyze this to determine that. And then once I got that, I bet they looked into this and then that's how they got to that price or that's how they did that promotion or something like that. Um, so it does change your, your mindset and kind of how you say things is pretty interesting. So I think that's fantastic advice. The thing that I would uh, add on to that is I know even within some internal audit departments or their companies, they still might not have access to Tableau licenses or ACL licenses or Arbutus licenses or some of these that are more expensive. So you've mentioned a couple of times Python. We probably should have um, let the listeners know Python is a programming language. Um, it's one that's probably the most popular, especially free um, programming language. So I would suggest, you know, if you don't have access to the expensive stuff, you can use Python, which is free. You can use R, which is free. And those are industry standards. It's, it's not like just because they're free, um, they should be avoided. They should be used probably more so than some of the other tools because they're free and they are just as, if not, I would, I would say more powerful than some of those other tools. So I think that's um, some fantastic points. Um, and we're kind of getting to the end. So I wanted to thank you for coming on. And also because now that we have, you know, a, a relationship between the two of us, you're the one that's probably gonna have to hire me in like 10 years based on your career progression so far. So I appreciate the opportunity uh, that you gave me to come on and want to give you a chance. Is there any kind of closing words or anything else that you kind of want to say? Yes, so I want to separate it into two different ones. So I want to give an advice for the people in the audience that are more younger. You know, people are starting off their careers, college students, early graduates right now. Um, I know a lot of things are uncertain, right? But if there's something that is certain is that if you want to develop a career in audit, you need to always learn something new. Never stop learning. If there's something that I do on a daily basis is learn something new. You will watch me taking full-time classes while learning MIT classes. Good thing about it, these classes are gonna be there forever. I may have taken it five months ago, but I can go back to learn about Internet of Things. You know, subscription as a model. How many companies and technology companies work as a subscription as a model? Business to business, right? So. I can continue developing this skill because I never know what's going to happen in the future. So for my college students, please never stop learning. If you want to develop a career in audit, don't be afraid to reach out to people who are in the industry because you never know who may have resources for you, who may become a mentor for you, who can help you, who may become a sponsor for you, right? How Trent mentioned about he hire an intern for the summer, right? Like you never know what can happen. So college students, if you want to develop a career in audit, do it. For the senior level people, take advantage of the resources that your company offer. Don't get too comfortable in your position right now. And, and, and I know it may, sound, it may sound interesting. So 
a lot of us, when we are in, in, in a good position or we're established in our careers, we get too comfortable and then we stop developing new skills or learning new things. Take advantage of the resources that you have in your, in your company, but also look for outside resources and keep connecting with other individuals outside of your, your, your career-wise. So um, let's say you know someone who works in tech audit at another company or someone who is in a total another industry that you can connect with and just learn about, you know, like how the way that they go about learning about audit, right? So always look for new ways of developing new skills because that's what's gonna help you in your in the long term in your career. That's my last words. Um, another thing, never stop maximizing your potential. So when I think of when I think about potential, I think about you as a person and then you as a person and the skills that you're going to apply to any company that you work for. So never stop maximizing your potential. Don't think that you have to go one way and only one way. Success is not linear. There might be a lot of obstacles in your way. You may start something that you hate and you may end up loving it. So never say no to something just because you don't enjoy it at first because you never know if that's something that you're gonna end up doing in the long run. Absolutely. Um, all right, Stephanie, well, I want to thank you again uh, for coming on. And I don't think I'm being too forward when I say that we're going to be new best friends based on this conversation. <laughs> Everything you said, I was just smiling and nodding the entire time. Uh, so thanks again for coming on. Some of, the, some of the, the advice that you gave took me even maybe even until last year to figure out. Um, and I've been doing this for a little while. So um, thank you so much for coming on. Thank you so much for having me. And just as the last thing, we're actually inviting a lot of professionals coming over um, on August 28 on LinkedIn Live for, for MaxUp. So, you know, from all industries, technology, accounting, finance, everywhere that you may think of, and there are going to be some tech auditors there. So you definitely want to be in that event. It's happening on August 28th. It's actually a three-hour event. So we're going to have all the way from students to senior-level professionals talking about the industry, the changes because of the pandemic. You know, how can you as a senior-level professional actually adapt and continue performing at your best working from home? And in the student-level perspective, how can you now navigate through recurring processes? So it's going to be a max-up um, LinkedIn profile on August 28th at 3 p.m start time so i hope to see everyone there all right and we'll include a link to that uh shoot me a link we'll include a link to that in the show notes Hey everyone, thank you very much for listening to this episode of the Audit Podcast. Whatever platform you're listening on right now, I'm sure there's a subscribe button somewhere, so please hit the subscribe button there. If you're listening through iTunes or Spotify, feel free to go give us that five-star rating. It only took me about 16 seconds to give myself a five-star review, and it really helps to get future guests to come on the show, so we'd really appreciate that. Lastly, be sure to check out the show notes and follow us on all our social media channels on Instagram, on LinkedIn, and on TikTok. Also, if interested, please sign up for our weekly newsletter from the Audit Podcast. Thank you all. Have a great one.
Welcome to the Audit Podcast, the number one podcast for the audit profession. Be sure to check the show notes for all of our social media channels and to sign up for the Audit Podcast newsletter. Now, here's your host, Trent Russell. This podcast is sponsored by Green Skies Analytics, where they do everything tech-related, but only for internal audit. Although compliance and risk management, y'all are cool too, so feel free to check it out also. To find out more, please visit greenskiesanalytics.com, but it's more likely that you're just going to Google it. So to find out more, please Google Green Skies Analytics. This podcast is also brought to you by AuditBoard, the leading cloud-based platform transforming how enterprises manage risk. AuditBoard's integrated suite of easy-to-use audit, risk, and compliance solutions streamlines internal audit, SOX compliance, risk management, and security compliance. Automate processes and improve execution with AuditBoard's purpose-built solution, which is designed to address the most pressing challenges of today's practitioners. Experience the latest in audit, risk, and compliance technology. Visit AuditBoard.com to schedule your product walkthrough to see AuditBoard's award-winning platform in action today.
Hey everyone, thank you for continuing to listen to the show. We want to say thank you again to our sponsors over at AuditBoard, the leading cloud-based platform transforming how enterprises manage risk. AuditBoard's integrated suite of easy-to-use audit, risk, and compliance solutions streamlines internal audit, SOX compliance, risk management, and security compliance. Automate processes and improve execution with AuditBoard's purpose-built solution, which is designed to address the most pressing challenges of today's practitioners. Experience the latest in audit, risk, and compliance technology. Visit auditboard.com to schedule your product walkthrough to see AuditBoard's award-winning platform in action today. Hey everyone, thank you very much for listening to this episode of the Audit Podcast. Whatever platform you're listening on right now, I'm sure there's a subscribe button somewhere, so please hit the subscribe button there. If you're listening through iTunes or Spotify, feel free to go give us that five-star rating. It only took me about 16 seconds to give myself a five-star review. And it really helps to get future guests to come on the show. So we'd really appreciate that. Lastly, be sure to check out the show notes and follow us on all our social media channels on Instagram, on LinkedIn, and on TikTok. Also, if interested, please sign up for our weekly newsletter from the Audit Podcast. Thank you all. Have a great one.